Jesus is mine. Turn your neighbor and tell him, Jesus is mine. I feel the power of his spirit here today. I feel the Holy Ghost. I believe the Lord has brought us to this moment. I believe God has something to say to you today. How many want to listen and hear what God has to say to you today? Now don't lose your shout. Amen. Don't put a lid on it. Well, I should have said that 30 seconds ago. Everybody glad to be in church today? Amen. I pray that before this service is over, you'll realize that you have a reason to rejoice. You have a reason to lift your voice. You have a reason to praise the Lord. You have a reason to shout with a voice of triumph. You have a reason to feel victory today, not defeat. Amen, amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Joshua chapter 5 verse 13. Saul on the road to Damascus saw the man going up, saw the man coming down. Disciples saw Jesus resurrected the day evening after his resurrection. They saw scars in his hands. He was scarred and unashamed. Isaiah saw him. Now, you'll have to deal with the Word of God about this, but this was before uh, the early verses in the Gospels. But the Bible says Isaiah saw him high and lifted up. Strain filled the temple, and there were seraphims that said, Holy, 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 he is holy. He is holy. And Isaiah was numbered uh, with those that previously he was too arrogant to be numbered with. And then today we come to Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. And again, uh, I'm going to preach what the Lord laid on my heart. Is that okay? came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho I wonder why he was by Jericho well being as he was captain of the armies of Israel maybe he was trying to figure out how we're going to take this city he lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No. And he said, No. And he said, No. Let's say that together. And he said, No. Let's say it again. And he said, No. Amen. But as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, and these words are familiar, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot for the place whereon thou standest is holy and Joshua did so 
Praise the Lord. I believe the Lord has something to say to us today, and I pray that you receive it. Let's pray together right now. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that there's a name written down in glory, and I claim it. It's mine. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life. I praise you for what you've brought me through. I thank you for every battle you've won. I praise you for every valley you brought us through and every mountain, Lord, that you preserved us upon. I praise you, God, for all that you've done for your people. Now, Lord, I pray you allow us to receive with meekness your engrafted word that is able to save our souls today in Jesus' name. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to help the preacher preach today. Tell the one on the other side, tell them God's been really good to me. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. We come to Joshua chapter 5 today and we read about a vision that Joshua had before the battle of Jericho. There were two obstacles before which the children of Israel uh, faced and one of them had been conquered just a few days before. The first was the Jordan River. God had given them a tremendous miracle, a great and mighty miracle. He brought them through the Jordan River. Somebody say amen. Now, I don't have to take a long time to remind you that as the children of God, we too are going to face many obstacles. But I do not have to take a lot of time to remind you individually that God has brought you through the river as well. God, has. if it hadn't been for the Lord, you wouldn't be here today. God has been good to you. And I'm thankful for what God has done for me. And I know you're thankful for what God has done for you. He's brought me this far. Amen. I said he's brought me this far. So there is one obstacle that God has brought them through, these children of the delivered from Egypt. These, this second generation of wilderness dwellers, they had heard how God had brought their grandparents and parents through the Red Sea, but God had been no respecter of persons. He brought them through the Jordan River. Now they are facing Jericho. You read in your Bible about it, you understand it was tightly shut up. It was a walled city. It was impossible. Its fortifications were very severe. It was an impossible task for the children of Israel on their own. It stood right in their way. They could not go any further until it was overcome. They could not go any further until God had given them the victory in this situation. Jordan River was one thing, but this is not the Jordan River. <laughs> now I've got a bigger task. Now I've got a, a bigger wall. Now I've got something facing me I never dreamed I would face. Joshua did not know how he was going to overcome this fortified city. He's looking at it. The Bible tells us that he's away from the camp of Israel and he is beside Jericho. And Joshua goes for a walk in the field to look at the fortifications of this city. I'm sure the weight of the responsibility and the burden of leadership that Joshua 
felt he probably was hoping he didn't make a mistake. But his resources were very inadequate against such a fortified city. You could have said to Joshua, yeah, but Joshua, the Lord has already brought you through the river. (laughs) Why are you worried, Joshua? If he had not given you the land, he would have not have opened up that river for you. And Joshua could have said, yeah, that's fine and good, but this is not the Jordan River. This is Jericho. You can tell people all day long, if the Lord didn't want you to have the land, he wouldn't have brought you this far. If he was lying to you, he wouldn't have done what he's already done. But we're facing impossibilities that seem like we don't have adequate resources to accomplish. But we've got a God that's able. We've got a God that's on the throne. We've got a God that is true to his word. Well, somebody worship the Lord right now. Amen. And Joshua of all needs to know that. So in the middle of this reconnaissance mission, looking at the walls of Jericho, Joshua lifts up his eyes to see the Bible mentions it against him. It doesn't mean that this man is standing in front of him. It means that there's somebody else surveying the city as well. Joshua lifts his eyes to see a man against him or beside him. And the Bible says that when Joshua goes to this man, he notices he's a man of war. He's got a drawn sword in his hand. Oh, hallelujah. And Joshua says, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? Are you on our side or are you on their side? The answer is emphatic. It is no. The answer is emphatic. It is no. The man goes on to say, As commander of the armies of the Lord, have I now come. This man says, I am not on your side, and I am not on their side. (laughs) Oh, you didn't hear me. That man standing there with a drawn sword says, I'm not for you and I'm not for them. What he's saying is, there is another army that has entered this field. No, you didn't hear me. That man said, you may not see them, but they're just as real as those children of Israel. There's another army that has entered this field. Oh, somebody needs to hear the Holy Ghost this morning. He's telling you this morning that you may be against an insurmountable difficulty, but there is an army that has taken the field. There is a God that's still on watch. Come on, you need to hear what the Lord is saying today. Come on, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel him. I wish I had the energy. (laughs) But I want to say to you, like that old prophet in the city of Dothan, and his, his servant goes out to draw water early in the morning, and to his despair, the city has been surrounded by Assyrian forces. And the prophet is not worried. He's not upset. The, the uh, servant runs in and says, oh, we're in trouble. They've come to get us. 
And the prophet steps outside and he sees exactly what the servant has seen. But this is a man that has faith. This is a man that sees things as though that even though they're not there, as though they are. That's what faith does. Faith says, I may not see it with my natural eyes, but I see something in my spirit. And Elijah said, oh Lord, open his eyes that he can see what cannot be seen. And the Bible says immediately that servant's eyes were opened and the mountains were full of the chariots of the Lord. Joshua said, sir, are you for us? Are you against us? No, but as the captain of the armies of the Lord am an outcome. I can see Joshua saying, oh, I didn't know there was another army here. I didn't recognize there was another force here. I didn't see another commander here. But that's exactly what Joshua needed to see. The commander of the armies of the Lord is now present. I want to tell you, saint of God, the Lord knows how to fight for you. I want to tell you, church of the living God, he didn't bring us this far to leave us. I've come to tell somebody this morning who doesn't know if you can go another day. I've come to tell you he didn't bring you this far to leave you. He, oh. oh, I just wish you'd grab a hold of that now and worship him today. Take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. Leave your burdens. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord. Clap your hands under the Lord. The fact of the matter is we are often in the same situation as Joshua. Our way is barred sometimes by various Jericho's in our way. There are things we try to accomplish for the Lord, but there stands some wall that blocks our way. Problems, unresponsive hearts, dissension among saints, opposition from the world, the devil, our own flesh, family members, friends, relationship problems, inner inadequacies, failures of our own that block our progress. We feel as Joshua many times, I'm the captain. Who's going to tackle this situation if I don't do it? Oh, no. I'm talking to some folks that I know are control freaks. Uh, I'm numbered as one of them. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's talking about me. I'm talking to people right now that face situations that say, if we don't do something, this situation's not going to change. We say in our minds, if, if somebody doesn't do something, if somebody doesn't come up with something, we're going to be defeated. And who's going to tackle it if I don't? Who's going to straighten it out if I don't? And we feel the responsibility. Joshua says, I've got all these people. I've got these warriors. And God, you promised us this land. You brought us through the Jordan River. But how are you going to get us to where you promised us? We don't have the resources. We don't have the strength. We don't have the wisdom. But look, the Lord has brought you this far. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. 
Oh, wait. But this is different, preacher. We're struggling. We're planning. We're worrying. We're rewriting the plan. We're waking up, making more notes. We need to meet the commander of the Lord's host. I need to recognize that he is the one that is going to fight my battle. Oh, come on, I want to tell you right now, we would not be in this room right now and saved as we are had there not been a commander on the field of battle. (laughs) If he is on my side, for sure he's going to help me face my responsibilities in a better way. We say, you know what, if the Lord's for me, He's going to make me smart enough to get this done. If the Lord's for me, he gave me a good brain, didn't he? Wait, that's not what this says. That says Joshua said, are you for us? Are you against us? And that commander said, no, no. Fact is, I'm not. I'm the commander of an invisible host that you have not accounted for yet. What does that lead me to? A very important point. He is not on our side. We are on his side. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? He's not on my side. I better get on his side. He's the commander. He's here to take the position that we think we're supposed to occupy. Well, God's going to give me, God's going to do this, and and He's going to give me the strength. He's going, and God will. But make no mistake about it, He's the commander. Wait, He has no intention of helping you be a better captain. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be a better captain, but he has no intention of of helping you be a better captain. The commander did not say, we are with you. The commander said, no. He says, I'm the commander of the Lord's host. Uh Uh-oh. Joshua... You thought this battle was yours. This battle is not yours. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? I am not here to make you a better captain and to make your warriors stronger physically. No, I have the resources. I have the power more than you can even imagine. So with that in mind, I'm not on your side nor theirs. I'm here as commander of the armies of the Lord. The battle is his. That message began with a no. There was a great negative. And some of us need to hear the Lord say no. Some of you have been praying about a situation. You've even tried your hand at fixing it. And the Lord keeps saying no. The minute, oh my. Well, just let me preach. I can't chase rabbits today. I had too many cinnamon rolls. That leads me to my first point. Everybody say he's got three. 
So now you know where my closing is. I don't even have to say it. I've got three, three points that is. The first one is the taking of Jericho was not Joshua's idea. Wow, that went over great. Do you realize revival in this city is not our idea? Do you realize this church here right now with all of you in it is not your idea? It wasn't even people's idea 30 years ago. Oh, oh, you're not hearing me. You go back to apostolic heritage in this community and go over there to graveyard and walk around all you want and say this is where it started. I want you to know that a church in this city that preaches the truth was not our idea. No, you, you didn't hear me. We didn't do this. You, you did not hear me. God did this. Come on, I said God. God did this. Joshua's acting like it's his responsibility to knock the walls down. Jericho had been the Lord's idea from the start. In fact, when God said to Abraham, this land will I give you, Jericho was already defeated. No, you didn't hear me. I said when God told Abraham, you're going to have every inch of this property, Jericho was already defeated. So I don't know what you're facing, but whatever it is, the walls are already down. The city is already defenseless. Oh, come on, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. When the Lord brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, victory was already determined on Jericho. That's why we can say he didn't bring you this far to leave you. If he brought you out of Egypt and said, I'm taking you to a land that I will give you. He did not say, I'm taking you to a land that you will get. He says, I'm taking you to a land that I swore to your fathers. Joshua needs a great big no. Are you for us? I want to know if you're going with us. No. Could there have been anything more encouraging to hear a no? But oh, the joy of knowing that this war is not my idea. It's not your idea. It's not our idea. I mean, I don't know if you were Joshua, if you're getting ready to go into battle and you, you, you've taken an adequate, uh, de- uh, maybe uh, looked at your forces and looked at your uh, maybe um, inventory of everything you have, checking all your rounds, checking how much warfare, how, mu- how, many, how much ammo you have, how many guns you have, and we, we got to make sure we got enough. Your supply lines are entrenched and ready to supply the front, and you've done all your calculations and you got it all down. And you got your your little lines drawn on your little map. And lo and behold, you meet this guy standing out there. And he tells you there is a host that is on that field. 
I don't know about the rest of you, but at some point Joshua should have said, well, if you're here, I guess I'll just dance a little bit. No, I know it seems funny, but I, Brother Rob, help me a little more if you would. I, just, 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 we need this message to blow somebody up. Joshua is thinking, what are we going to do? Do we have enough men? Do we have enough resources? And the captain of the Lord's host said, no, I'm not with you and I'm not with them. Joshua said, oh, well, if that's the case, then I don't have to worry about it. No, you didn't hear me. I'm preaching to some warriors today. And I'm telling you that God says, I'm here. I'm going to fight your battle. Somebody ought to praise him for a minute. God's already planned the victory over your Jericho. Come on. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I said God's already planned the victory over your impossibility. The revival of the church is not our idea, not my idea, nor is it your idea. Before we ever prayed, before we ever came to church, before we ever got saved, before we ever came on the scene, God had a plan for this community. No, you didn't hear me. When the Lord is allowed to be the commander, as commander of the armies of the Lord, I now come. Can't lose this one. No, you didn't hear me. All of a sudden, that great big no that should have shattered Joshua, it should have encouraged him. No? Well, good. If the battle is now yours. Come on, you need to hear me. I know, we pray, Lord, give me strength, Lord, move the mountains, Lord, move the walls. I'm speaking, but I think we need to recognize today that entering into the field of our conflict is a man with a drawn sword. And he says, as the commander of the infinite host of the Lord, now I come. I want to tell you there's more victory than you can imagine waiting for you. There's more resources as his availability than there ever are with ours. I I had a little vest on the other day and I... Thought, well, there's something in this pocket. What is that? And I reached in there and I pulled it out, and it was a gold coin. A gold coin. I'm preparing for this sermon. It was a gold coin. It was a gold coin I got in a meeting. A man that doesn't know our situation, never preached here, never been to this church. He said, I looked at you today, sitting across the way. And the Lord told me to come give you this gold corn, coin. He said, I don't know what you're dealing with or what's going on, where you're pastoring. He said, but the Lord told me you need a financial miracle. He told me to give you this gold coin and you carry it around. You lay it on your dresser, put it on your desk, whatever you want to do. As a sign that God has promised to supply your financial need. Now, he's not talking about me. He's talking about this church. 
He was specifically talking about this church. I didn't tell him what we were dealing with, but yesterday I pulled that little gold coin out of my pocket and I said, Lord, that's your word, not mine. In fact, I was sitting in a global mission service at conference and, uh, you know, I, I heard the plea to send the gospel around the world and I said, okay, we're going to do our part because God's promised to take care of us. I got a card. I wrote on it. I told Sister Teresa, I don't think I pledged that much. But then I remembered what happened. I wrote down, I got the card and I wrote down $10,000. And as soon as I wrote it, my wife can tell you if she'll remember, it came back to me this week while I was reading this passage of Scripture. I remember sitting in that service and I thought, you know, I think it's going to take, we're going to need at least $2 million. That's what we're going to need. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost said, well, what you wrote on that card, it's not even a tithe of what you're saying God's going to give you. <laughs> so I tore that card up, found me another card. And I wrote, $20,000. This is what we are going to give to missions in the next few months as a testimony of what God has already said to this church. You know why? Because I know there's a commander in the field that we don't have to worry about the outcome of the battle. The battle is no longer ours. Oh, somebody rejoice in the Lord right now. The outcome or success of this church is not ours. There is a commander who's on the field. There is an army yet unseen that will fight our battles. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Leads me to point two. Victory was not by Joshua's army. Jericho is not going to be taken by the strength of Joshua's army or any of Joshua's efforts. If Joshua would have had more than enough resources, if Joshua would have had more than enough resources, it would not have been enough. We don't have enough. But the fact that Joshua had limited resources, listen, if Joshua has more resources, it wouldn't have been enough. Wait, if that's true, then if Joshua has less than adequate resources, makes no difference either. <laughs> no, you didn't hear me. If Joshua had more, doesn't make any difference. Well, that means if he has less, it doesn't make any difference either because the battle is the Lord's. There's another army on the field. There's a new commander ready to take command of the field. 
oh yeah, well I'm strong in this, I'm talented in that, this is my passion, this is where I can help the kingdom of God, and we all ought to be working in the kingdom. Don't get me wrong, but our strong points are going to be no help. If that's true, no, listen, if as strong, as spiritual as you can be, and whatever you have to add to the kingdom, listen, if that makes no difference, you say, okay, well, what's the, what's the deal? We are called to cooperate. We're going to get to that in a minute. But the fact of the matter is that the Bible tells us that even in our strongest, in our abilities, it's not in those places that we are made strong. Our strong points are going to be no help if we do it by ourselves. If that's true, then our weak points are not going to be any hindrance. That's a big fat no on that battlefield where Joshua says, are you for us? Are you for them? No. In other words, I don't care if you bring 10 or 10,000. I am the captain of the host of the armies of the Lord. I got this. I got this. No, you didn't hear me. That commander is saying, I got this. Why is he saying, it don't matter what your ragtag group looks like. I got it. You know why he's saying that? Because if this battle goes the wrong way, every word I said to Abraham was a lie. Wow, that went over great. <laughs> Zechariah was told to tell the king this. Yeah, you think you're going to get it all done and it's going to be this and you're, by your great power and by your great might and by your great royalty. Zechariah, you go tell the king this. Zechariah 4 and 6. It's not by might, nor is it by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. <laughs> Glory. I want to tell you, God wants to do something so amazing that everybody in this community knows it's God that did it. God wants this church to be so on fire that this community says, no, it's not those people, because I know those people. That's God. As commander of the armies of the Lord, I now come. Third point. Third point, the victory was not for Joshua's glory. But for the Lord's glory. Maybe this is why the method to be used seems so ludicrous. Oh, you don't need us? Are you for us? Are you for them? No. Oh, well, we're going to go to McDonald's and sit and wait till you get done. No, you're not. <laughs> the question is not, am I for you or am I for them? The question is, who are you with? Because if you're with me, you're going to leave the field to me. I got the battle plans. Put your little map up. Don't worry about your supply lines. 
In fact, quit counting your arrows. In fact, I'll tell you what I need you to do. As commander of the Lord's host, I now come. I've got an incredible battle plan I need you to help me with. Get all those people and just march. Just march. Every day, just march. Well, why do we have to do that? Maybe you need to show me if I'm the commander on this field. If you believe what I'm telling you, you'll quit counting arrows. And you'll just start marching. Oh, you going to fight this battle? No. A greater commander than me is on this field. Are you guys going to take this city? No, a greater army than us is here in this city. No, we're just marching. That's all we're doing. Oh, you're not hearing me. No, you're not hearing me. I want to tell you why I know you're not hearing me. Because I told you that prayer is the key to this city. And some of you are not marching. No, I'm going to say it again. Some of you are not marching. Oh, boy, it's getting quiet. You know, we have designated times for corporate prayer in this, in this church. You recognize that, right? You're supposed to pray on your own all kind of times. But you know, Monday night and Sunday before church is corporate prayer in this church. Who's the commander on this field? It's not us. But we're not even doing a good job of marching. March. Show me every day that you believe the commander of the Lord's host is on this field. And the only way you can do that is do something that seems so inadequate. March, you don't even want us to sharpen a spear. No, just march. What does that say to me as your pastor? It says faithfulness. I don't think you understand how powerful your march is every day. No, I'm going to say that again. I don't think you realize how powerful your march is every day. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do today. I'm going to go to church today. I'm going to worship God. I get tired of going to church? Well, that's for you to say. But the preacher, yes, I get tired of going to church. But bless God, I want him to know that I believe he's the captain on this field. So today, I'm just going to march. I'm going to church, and when the choir sings, I'm going to worship. When the altar call's given, I'm going to the altar. Why? Because my faith. I want God to know my efforts are feeble. I can't do it on my own. I don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough resources. But there's another commander on this field. So I'm going to keep singing. I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep giving. I'm going to keep praying. Oh, come on, somebody clap your hands under the Lord right now and praise Him. Okay, Commandant, since you're on the field, 
What do you want me and my boys to do? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Just, just march. You do know how to march, don't you? Since you're a commander, Captain Joshua, your boys know how to march, right? Just march them. That's basic training. Just march. Is that all you want us to do? Yep, every day. Six days. Wait, get your pad out now. Six days, march. One time around the city. On the seventh day, <laughs> march. On the Lord's day, on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath when you should be, don't go a quarter of a mile, don't pick up too many sticks. On the seventh day, no, I'm sorry, sixth day, go seven times. Anybody hear me? I think that's right. Boy, now I'm, now I'm having that seven, six, six, seven. Seven times. Sixth day, go seven times. And when you get around the seventh time, oh, what do you want us to do then? Storm the city. Run. Jump. Throw our ladders on the wall. No. I'll tell you what I'd like for you to do. You can shout, can't you? Oh, yeah, we got some good talkers in our group. We got some folks with lungs like leather. Well, if you can shout on the seventh time around the city, I want you to shout for the Lord has given you this city. Okay, march and then shout. Yes. And those orders come from the commander of the Lord's host. I want to tell you the victory is going to be so glorious that nobody gets the credit for it. <laughs> Marching one time every day, seven times on the sixth day, is no way to take Jericho. It was done this way so that when the walls fall flat, you will know that God was the doer of it and that all the glory goes to Him. This is why this is why the commander of the Lord's host said, and when you shout and the walls come down, Joshua, everything in that city is the Lord's. Don't touch any of it. This is all mine. I don't know what you're going through with your family, but the Lord says, that's mine. I'm going to take the glory for it. I'm going to heal, and no man will stop me. I'm going to save, and no man will hinder me. Oh, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord said, I want this to hit you. The captain of the Lord's host said, I want you to shout for I've given you the city. But you are getting nothing out of this victory. That's what he said. All of it's mine. What happened to the guy that didn't do that? Oh yeah, he got stoned. And that wasn't legalized stone. 
Okay. No. He got stoned. God says, this is my battle. This is my fight. And this is my victory. And the victory is so great that you're not going to get anything out of it. Wait. Now wait. We want victories that we feel like, okay, now I can rejoice. Why are you so excited? Oh, you wouldn't believe what the Lord said. How about victory so great that we can't even put our hands on it? This is so amazing. Now, it still should make us do that, but it's so amazing that we can't say, you know, it was for me. It was for, no, this is the Lord's doing. This is too big. The, the lamb's too big for my house. This is bigger than us. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Huh. What he plans for you is not to be regarded as a prize. Jericho is not the prize. There is a new name written down in glory. <laughs> this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Jericho is not the prize. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> yeah. There'll be other battles to fight Joshua when Jericho is over. <laughs> Jericho is not the end. This victory I'm going to give you is glorious. But Jericho is not the prize. Heaven is the prize. The Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the world. Not the little victories God gives us in our Jerichos. Well, he gave me a job or he healed one of my family members or he did this. And it's like some prize that if God does it, we're going to believe. Wait a minute. He's God whether he does it or not. And the Bible says this is a victory that overcometh the world. What? Even our faith. I'm standing on the promises of God. I said I'm standing on the promises of God. This victory is for the glory of the Lord of hosts. It's not for us. It's not for you. It's not for me. It's for His kingdom. It's quite embarrassing when the heathen believe the promises of God more than we do. It's quite embarrassing when we're having a meltdown in the hospital and somebody totally uncommitted to God said, Now, wait a minute, I thought you were a Christian. Joshua 2. I started to title this message. I hadn't got to it yet. You've noticed. I started to title this message, Spending One Night with the Prostitute. I figured you might have left before I started preaching. So I decided not to title it that. But make no mistake about it, Philip. When those spies went into Jericho and they went to one house, it's a house everybody else would have went away from. They went to Rahab's house. <laughs> and one night with a harlot, 
Oh, I know, when I said that and you snickered, you thought of it a little different way. But these, these 12 spies, they went, in, they went in to Rahab's house. And Rahab said something to them. It is unbelievable what this little heathen woman said to those God-fearing people. Look at it. Joshua 2 and 9. She said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Oh, my Lord. A harlot said, I know that God has given this to you. I want to ask you, do you know it? The prostitutes know it. Do you know it? God has given, and that your terror has fallen upon us, and that the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Look, verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. That was 40 years ago. I wonder if Rahab had a cedar chest and she had the headlines from the Jerusalem Post on the morning, or the Egyptian Post. The morning the Red Sea was dried up and every once in a while she went in there and read the pages. Fact of the matter is, I don't know if this is an old prostitute or if she's young and somebody's passed the story down, but the fact of the matter is this woman says we heard what God did for you 40 years ago. I tell you what, I don't want the heathen to embrace it more than I embrace it. Verse 11, and as soon as we heard these things, our heart melted. We've been waiting 40 years. (laughs) Neither did there remain any courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Rahab is saying, hey, this city's here for the taking. For 40 years, we've been waiting on you to come take it. Wow. We must, I'm going to tell you right now. This is the first mention of the Lord of hosts in the Bible. Abraham's revelation of Jehovah Jireh, it's the first time he's mentioned as Jehovah Jireh. There's no other appearance of it before that in Scripture. Just the same in Joshua, this is the first time he's he's likened to the Lord of hosts. I want to tell you, whatever you need, he can reveal himself as that. You say, well, I've never seen him that way. It doesn't matter. He's able to do exceeding Abundant. Oh, come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Well, we read it already, but let's go back to Joshua 5:14. I want you to see Joshua's response. The commander, the captain of the host of the Lord said, No, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And look at it. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth. That's why I'm preaching today. Walls greater than Jericho. You see, before the walls of Jericho fall, Joshua had to fall. I said before the walls of Jericho came down, Joshua had to fall in that field that day and say, Lord, the battle is yours.
Joshua had to say, this is not my fight. This is your fight. You're the new commander on the field. And I bow and worship the one that's going to win the victory here today. All my worry, all my anxiety, all my effort that's dominated my life to this point. It is now surrendered. You'll have no difficulty with Jericho's walls if you can just get my walls. He has no problem with Jericho's walls if he can just get your walls to fall first. I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king, it's mighty men of valor. The victory is ours before we ever begin, saints of God. We must believe this and take up an attitude of faith and act accordingly. What does that mean? That doesn't mean we act like we're worried. We act like we're anxious. Well, you're asking me to be a hypocrite. No, I'm asking you to move by faith and say God is able to do exceeding abundant. Well, I've been praying for my loved one for a long Hey, God is able to do exceeding. Well, I don't know how this is going to work out. God is able. Come on, give the Lord praise right. Come on, stand up on your feet and give him a shout of praise right now. Come on, somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Come on, somebody praise him now. Even before the battle begins, praise him like the battle is over. Even before the battle starts, shout like the battle is over. Praise him like the battle is over because it is over. Make no mistake, oh yes. We are called to cooperate with him. March and shout. March and shout. Every time you come to church, march and shout. Well, I don't feel like shouting. Well, you better because the captain of the Lord's host is here. I feel like shouting. I feel like worshiping. I feel like standing. I feel like believing. I feel like trusting. I feel like hoping. I feel like shouting because. Oh, wait a minute. The walls are still standing. No. See? See? That's what your fathers couldn't understand. That they're grumbling at the bank of the Red Sea. And they shouted the next day when the battle was over. They shouted when the waters closed up on Pharaoh. They should have shouted by faith the night before. I don't want you to act like your fathers. That they only praise when the battle's over. They only shout when the victory's won. They only go to church when everything's looking good. No. I want you to shout before the walls come down. 
The walls of your pride are greater than the walls of Jericho. The walls of your insecurity are greater than the walls of Jericho. So press them down, let them fall, and shout because Jericho's walls are not nearly as impossible as all your questions and all your fears. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love. I'm called to be fully persuaded in the battle. Did you hear what I just said? I am called to be fully persuaded in the battle. Well, Brother Gene, I hadn't worshiped today because you just don't know what I've been through this week. I am called to be fully persuaded before the battle even starts. I want to ask you something right now. This is in a little, we got to make sure we, we stand against the sin of self-effort and self-pleasing uh, and everything for us. But I want, I want you to think about this for a minute. What if, as a corporate church, you know our needs, you know, you know what we need. Somebody walked in the door today and said, man, I was driving by here and uh, God's been good to me and uh, we don't have any kids and I was driving by here and the Lord, just, just say you're all worshiping and I'm up here preaching and somebody pulls me aside and you get all quiet and he's whispering in my ear and he says, I don't know why, but the Lord told me to stop here and pastor, here's you a check for two million dollars I wonder what would happen if I walked by this pulpit and said folks I've got a check on this podium right here for two million dollars that man right over there doesn't know us doesn't know you doesn't know any of us God told him to come and write this check what would happen in this room you know what would happen we'd say oh there is a God well I want to tell you there is a God before we get it no we always wait till it's over. Why not recognize that if the Lord's on the field and if the captain of the host of the Lord is here, I can praise him, I can shout, I can worship because God has given me the victory. Come on, somebody praise him like your battle's over. Come on, I said some of you are facing things right now. You need to praise him like the battle is over. Come on, come on, I didn't, come on. Praise him like the battle is over.